on this week's episode of the Superhero Show Show. We'll find out if Disney Plus landed the plane with American-born Chinese, what Caitlin thought of her first X-Men movie, The Wolverine, and if something, something, fear The Walking Dead. All of that and more on an all-new episode of the Superhero Show Show. What is up, nerds? And welcome to the Superhero Show Show, the only podcast that covers every live-action TV show based on a comic book, period. I'm your master of chaos, Caitlin. I have the wrong cue cards up here. Who's who's writing these cue cards? Oh, oh, that's me. Um, I just figured everyone's name was Caitlin because, you know, uh, that's my name. And- okay, so you think that the word, like, human... Mm-hmm. Like all humans are Caitlyn's. All no, no, definitely not. But all Caitlyn's are human okay. in a way. In a, a way, am I a type of? Is this the kind of thing where like Russians will call everything a form of a bear? Exactly. Like everything comes from Greek. Everything comes from Caitlyn. And right. so, like because of that, like your mitochondria is Caitlyn. So I, I'm sorry. When I wrote the cards, I was like, mm, he's got a Caitlyn mitochondria, so it's Caitlyn. So when you're telling Cassie that mm-hmm. I, I talked to Mike. Are you like, well, Ginger Caitlin talked to Fat Caitlin, and this is what they came up with? I was like, my two best Caitlins uh, talk to each other, and they made, kind of, they made good friends. What kind of Caitlin is Cassie? Uh, she's just a fairy Caitlin Caitlin, you know, Cassie? Wait, is, is she Caitlin Caitlin? She's a Caitlin Caitlin Cassie. <laughs> so KKC. Obviously. And we should point out that Cassie starts with a C. She's not yes. a KKK. That's nope. a KKC. Yep. Caitlin, how are you? I'm doing fantastic. I just watched a whole KK Slider video um, that just made my life better. Um, if you don't know KK Slider, he's the best musician um, known to mankind. Um, he's from Animal Crossing, and he's amazing. Mm. A simple uh, fine would have sufficed. Caitlin, mm. we've got some crazy mm. news. Okay. The CW continues to crumble. Gotham Knights canceled. Yeah! I mean, oh, no. <laughs> okay, thank you for oy noy, that. Oi, oi, oi. Superman and Lois, not. Thank God. If they would have canceled Superman and Lois, I don't know where I'd be. I think I'd be mentally distraught for weeks. And then I would try to petition someone to pick it back up. Because that show is way too good to be dropped. I mean, even if they said, we're going to pick it up for one more season and then it's canceled. At least Mm -hmm. you get the writers to create an ending for your story. As opposed to just like stopping it at the end of the third season when nobody knew that was the end mm-hmm. especially i mean this season has just been so good the past two have been really good like incredible but i mean if, especially as a cw show it's fantastic better than smallville it's different than smallville ryan yeah, it's, it's different it's different than smallville all right let's go back to animal crossing so um you you got a uh, you read a vinyl album from one from a person <sighs> no i heard his good meet me but moop moops Obviously, he am needs I, to move so hard. Am I the weird one here? Like, are people saying like, "Yeah, Ryan, why don't you just understand?" I mean, you're not supposed to understand. You're supposed to feel it in your soul. I, I will tell you this: uh, for my birthday, I got uh, the new Zelda game on Ooh, Switch. Yes, is, is that Animal Crossing? 
Um, it's not, but it also is very fun. Have you already made a person with a wiener? Caitlin, I have not taken it out of the cellophane. Oh, man, Ryan. You got to make a wiener. <laughs> so, uh, like, uh, everything that I've heard is, like, uh, you, you find a stick and then you attach it to a stick, and mm-hmm. now you have a wiener. Can you explain this to me and our listeners? Who I'm uh, sure our listeners have no idea what Zelda is. Yeah, there's Zelda, and then you can pick things up and you can make things. Like, the whole cool part of this is you you are a builder now. You are a master builder and one thing you can build is a big old wiener, and you can make it pee-pee. You can make it explode. It's very exciting. Um, the possibilities are endless because Zelda's creators know what we like. Are the possibilities endless on the entire season of American Born Chinese? Ooh. We'll find out after this. Great segue. On the last three episodes of American Born Chinese, Amelia throws Jin a birthday party that goes awry when Bull Demon comes to find the fourth scroll. After an epic battle with Wei Chen's dad, Wukong, Bull Demon escaped, but not after stabbing, kidnapping, and threatening to kill Wukong if Wei Chen doesn't bring him the fourth scroll. Well, unfortunately, a dog ate the pendant that everyone thought was the fourth scroll, so Wei Chen has to watch as Ji Gong beats his dad. Jigong and Bull Demon beats his dad. Meanwhile, Jin tries to save his parents' marriage. And on the final episode, while trying to find the pendant, Jin's parents end up saving Wei Chen's dad. Bull Demon and the kids have an epic fight on the soccer field. And we finally learn what the real fourth scroll is. Taste buds, I ask you this. Did American-born Chinese stick the landing? Stick the landing. What a great question. Uh, so, Caitlin, last week I was a little down on the middle episode, yeah. as is the rule for comic book-based TV. Mm-hmm. Just like the middle episodes are like, whatever. And I think that I was wrong, and I think these three episodes taught me why. Uh, I think that I was like a little tired of the exact formula, mm-hmm. and I should have known that it was really just commentary on the formula the entire time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this um, these last three episodes... They ramped up like crazy. Like it was it was immediate. Like the third episode started. The third episode started and then it just didn't stop. Like even if I didn't have to watch these three episodes together, I would have made sure I watched them all three together because it's just like what's happening next. There's always a cliffhanger at every every episode. Yeah, I think that um, what happened was that it fit into this perfect paradigm of a bunch of high school stuff, a little bit of heaven stuff, Mm -hmm. and then there's a fight Mm -hmm. where heaven and earth trade places. Um, And then these three sort of showed me that what they were doing the entire time was commenting on all of this in a variety of ways. Mm -hmm. and. Instead of taking on way too little, which is what I thought in the middle episodes, I'm now switching my complaint to it took on too much. But <laughs> in a uh, in a much better, more uh, I don't know, I'm a uh, more positive way. Like I'm I'm I ended off very positive in the show for a bunch of reasons. I was super surprised with how well it went. Like there was comedy mixed in with everything. Um, like the dog eating the pendant because that's how the dog was able to tell if it was heaven stones or not. And it would, would only like to uh, eat earth stones. And also the dog's anus is sealed up. Oh, which like Caitlin, do you have any dogs? Um, I don't know, man. I think I might have three. 
Would you seal their anuses up? I I screamed when they said that his punishment was a sealed up anus. I was like, dear God, how does he shit? I spend so much of my day, and I only have one dog, not three, but I spend so much of my day cleaning up that dog's shit while she looks at me being like, ha, 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 ha. you are my slave. I am your master. <laughs> um, so, but like, yeah, and even if it dis- doesn't work out, you know, physically with the whole sealed up anus thing and she just explodes, I'll still take it mm-hmm. just to not have to clean up shit again. <laughs> uh, I, we get to a point where we are watching people watch the show. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what really sealed it in. Uh, I read the comic book, and the comic book is very, very all about connections, mm-hmm. and uh, like in in a way where ev- not all characters are connected personally, but all storylines are connected in like a mm-hmm. oh my god, I didn't know that that meant that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. The show failed, or like it didn't go on as much of a limb as the comic book did, mm-hmm. which is fine. The show's its own thing, but what I loved was watching white people watch these Asian people like we were doing, Mm -hmm. you know, and like at the end where this principal was saying, Oh no, don't worry about it. This person's dad is rich. Uh, They're not going to hurt each other. We're all just watching. We all take all of this stuff that is their like actual lore for granted, Mm -hmm. you know, and we just, we treat it like uh, comical entertainment, which the show wanted us to do, but also think about it as well. I thought that the way the whole final episode came together was exactly perfect. There was, um, we saw, I think the last episode that we saw, we reviewed was one, the first time that we actually got to meet the character, the What Could Go Wong character. Mm-hmm. Um, and then. Right. It's like in, in, re- in IRL or. Yeah. Whatever. In real life, him as a landlord, like, and a teacher. And we, throughout these last three episodes, we get more and more on it and we get the reasoning of why he's like involved with all this. Um, what was your thought on on like his speech and his like him joining that show again and, and talking about that? It's all right. So the speech is very clearly shot in such a way mm-hmm. and scored in such a way where it's important, right? It's capital I important yeah. that he is doing something. And this isn't it just happened to be a recent Oscar winner. Mm-hmm. You know, like this is the guy who just won this. This is the guy who when I was a kid was short round. Mm hmm. And who uh, made his career playing, you know, he was Data in the Goonies and like that sort of a wacky Asian inventor. Uh, So he has done this kind of stuff. Then wins and makes a comeback, wins an Oscar and is now in this Disney thing saying, hey, you know, being a hero doesn't mean being a superhero. It just means people care about your choices and decisions that you make. Mm -hmm. Like you're the center. The speech was a lot. It was overcooked. Mm -hmm. And then the cut to... You know, you know that hero. It could be you, mm-hmm. and then it cuts right to Jin, and that was overcooked. But sometimes the overcookedness of something just works. It all mm-hmm. is overcooked perfectly together, where you're just like, "Oh, I got chills." I know I'm stupid that I have the chills, but I have the chills. Ryan, I sobbed. I sobbed. <laughs> like it hit so hard for me. I was like, "Oh my god!" And it was, it was honestly, it was his like Oscar speech. It was almost the same like word for right. word. Like my parents should have been a heroes because my parents are the ones who let me go on this path. And then like, it, and then he Jin's in the situation because Jin was one of the the TikTok videos that were shown to him. Like, look at what your legacy is. Your what could go wrong like legacy. But he's like, I want, I want to be more than that. Um, right. So 
yeah, I, I really, really liked how they tied it together and then continued to tie it together with like going in into Jin's mind and like him thinking in that zone. I, it all really worked for me. I don't know if it was because I tired or whatever, but I was like, <laughs> no, dude. damn, it was that was good. Own the tears. The tears were like they were uh, rightfully fought for. And if we're gonna get dorkier, if we're gonna get like more MCU about it, um, Jin's parents going down to the basement to find the Monkey King oh. and them like coming together. Oh my god! That's, I, I mean, I'm not gonna say that it's Cap getting the hammer in his hand and running towards Thanos, but I was like, yes, this is how we do it. It was so good. Like seeing him, they didn't know who they were talking to. They're just like, and then after they have given the herbal tea that was given to them from Wei Chen, who was given to someone, and it was blessed by someone else. Um, After they gave them the herbal tea, they had a moment in the car together where they're like, oh, that's so sad. His son's a drug addict or whatever. It's like, (laughs) you don't even know. That's Wei Chen's dad. So, like, that's the thing is that they are now the... Uh, focus of a story, mm-hmm. right? They're, the two of them are on a hero's journey, which, according to um, uh, Kehei Wong's character, um, that, like, never happens, right? Mm-hmm. Like, the people, like, looked like them are ever the center of the journey. But then also, parents got a parent. Mm-hmm. You still have to sit in the van or the, the minivan and be like, oh, man, their kid's on drugs. That's so <laughs> embarrassing. I can't believe that would happen. Like, you could, be the, you could be the hero of a journey and also be a suburban parent all at the same time. The speaking of the parents, the parents, uh, they we see their like relationship, like it's falling apart to the point where mom is going to move to her sister's house for an unknown amount of time. Um, so she tells Jin, like, yeah, we're breaking up, kind of thing, but don't make a big deal about it. Right. And I was like, oh my god, this is heartbreaking. But Jin doesn't know how to react. He's trying to talk to Amelia about it. Ends up punching a crane and going to the principal's <laughs> office. Um, when, uh, if we could break this down into comic book terms, um, your parents are breaking up or even separating. It's like, well, we gotta, I need some space and it's not that big of a deal. And for you as a kid, it's like that, uh, Spider-Man, I don't remember which movie where he has to bring the boat together. Oh yeah. Like it's just sliced in half. Like that's your entire fucking world mm-hmm. is your parents and them thinking like, it's not, I just need some space. Like that's so scary and frightening. I don't know if Jin, the actor is up to everything that he's tasked for in or tasked to do in these very dramatic moments. Mm-hmm. I think that his sort of thing is like, just be a uh, sort of level dork the entire time. Yeah. And I don't want something wilder. I think that Wei Chen is that, that foil of like, well, I'm the wacky one mm-hmm. to Jin's like level-headed one. But uh, yeah, it's, it's a very big deal. Yeah. Um, one thing that didn't work for me, and then I want to talk about the the final fight. But th- one thing that didn't work for me was the relationship between Jin and Amelia. Like, I f- I didn't feel it. I don't feel the chemistry. Maybe because it's their acting or something. But yeah, I ju- I just think that um, they're young actors, and I don't know if the writers were totally equipped to handle that part of it. Yeah, which I mean, whatever they end up kissing at the end and she ends up liking him it's like oh cute but i don't know i thought it was sweet it was sweet i thought it was when she was like uh you know how i said we I, we wanted to be buds i want to be more than buds mm-hmm. and, you know that's all i need it was cute but i kind of wanted them to just get back in the fight i was like i don't really care about their relationship i just want to see what's gonna happen next 
I mean, that's the at one point the coach walks by Jin, who's just standing there, and he's like, "We have a fucking soccer game, dude. We have a soccer game to play." Mm-hmm. Which we never actually saw that soccer game, Ryan. We never saw that soccer. We game. never saw because the the, the halftime show was a little. The, crazy. Oh my god! Okay, I don't know what high school this was, but the cosplay club killed it. Where everyone thought that they were actually doing something on a school budget. Um. With so they're doing everything's off of this one comic book, like that Jin and Wei Chen and everyone all reads. Um, like everything collides where the comic book that they read is actually real life. So, to help, they have to do the stage show, and the stage show they break the stage and everything goes off the show into the soccer field, and then there's an actual fight in the sky, and it's incredible. Now, we talk a lot of shit with the shows and movies that we watch that we cover on this podcast about how there's third act breakdowns uh-huh. of just a bunch of CGI characters kicking CGI characters. Mm-hmm. Did you find that with this? Like when it it, it, it was a show mm-hmm. with high school kids and then it was not. It was a fight of uh, demigods against demigods. Mm-hmm. Like, did you did you feel that thing of like, oh, this is just CGI versus CGI? No, I was on the edge of my seat the whole time. I was like, what is happening? Like, I know, obvious. like, I had figured out who the fourth scroll was, like, what the fourth scroll was, all that. Like, it made sense, but I was like, I want to see how this plays out. If anyone's catching on to this, it was, <laughs> ah, I was in for every second. Did you, did you not like it or did it pull you out? I loved it just because I think that the wusha of it all, the... It, it didn't feel like MCU or DCEU. It felt like a different fighting style, mm-hmm. and that was enough to like carry me through, where they were just like, uh, we can fly in the air and punch each mm-hmm. other, or we can do it on the ground and punch each other. And that was just enough. you know. Mm-hmm. Like uh, When Shang-Chi is at its best is when it just feels different than all of the other Marvel shit that we get. Mm-hmm. No, I, I really, really enjoyed it. I thought it was fun. And then, of course, the epic moment when... You know, heaven's about to collide with Earth and kill everyone in the stadium. And the fourth scroll is here to save it. And the fourth scroll is Jin because he believes he's the hero. So he is. (laughs) See, what I saw coming is that while watching my fourth drink was Jin. Because I always go (laughs) vodka, scotch, tequila, gin. But you saw, I did not. I mean, I guess now I feel stupid. That I didn't see it coming, but I didn't see it coming. You didn't see it coming. Well, it was it was very good. I was like, even though I knew that was what's going to happen, it was very, very good and satisfying. And the way that he floated in the air and connected with the staff, I thought that was kind of funny. Um, yeah. But beautiful. And before that, though, before he threw himself into that, what I love is him and his friend, while Wei Chen was over there fighting his uncle, I think, or somebody. Um, Bull they were just like throw. Bull demon just throwing chairs into it. Like, yes, terrible work. They, they threw the speaker stand. They just kept throwing things into the staff. It's like, why are you even doing this? Those two things didn't work. Get three things. Yeah. Let's try three things. But it was very much of like, well, it didn't work. Let's try again. Like, it's just stupid kid thing, and I, I loved it. High school, high school kids, dumb. Um, but yeah, that overall, um, overall, I'd give it ten thumbs up. I uh, we're about to enter into the shushies, Caitlin, and I do think that this show ending right before we start the shushies might be good for it. Mm-hmm. Also, the the quality of the show might be good for it. Mm-hmm. I can see this taking a bunch of awards down. Definitely, definitely. Maybe Jin doesn't have his name on it, but I think Wu Chen, his that actor, love him. I would like to do adopt a, him. Uh, adopt him. Yep. He's nineteen years old, Caitlin. That's 
Adopt as a best friend? I don't know. Uh, do you have a moment of the week? Moment of the season? Moment of the season. Um, there was obviously the the butthole. Um, the butthole thing was fun. Um, there was all like the subtle like like the subtle racist things that that would happen. Like um, Big Wang Theory was the bowling name for. Um, but you're you're cool with that, right? You think that's funny, though, right? I was like, uh, oh, my. I guess. <laughs> yeah, he's like, I guess. And it's like, they got you Panda Express. It's like, why? It's Because they love eating Panda Express. Um, I thought all of those, the way that they handled all of that, I think they did really well. Um, but uh, I'm going to have to go for my sobbing moment um, of the Kihei Wong. I, I, his whole moment, the character's moment where he just talks to Jin. I was like, oh, you talking to me? That was my moment. Uh, I'm going to have to go with one from last week where uh, Ronnie Chang, the stand-up comedian, yes. uh, Ki Jong says, uh, somebody says to him, I saw you in that corner, or I saw you over there. And he's like, oh, I've never been over there. Yes. Uh, that was my moment of all TV shows. <laughs> uh, American Board Chinese is on Disney+. Plus. Please watch it and then listen to all our episodes. Before we get on to the poll list, Caitlin, you have a website that you want to tell us about. Yeah, it's um, it's all about Stormtrooper um, merchandise. Um, mm. And it's it's a, a good old place where you can chat about it, post pictures of your Stormtrooper merchandise if you have a monkey. So like a Stormtrooper is social media yeah. sort of thing. Mm-hmm. And you can talk to troopers on there too, but it's more about the merchandise. But I do want to make sure that there is like a communicative a- aspect where it's like, well, I'm a trooper and people can talk to you. Um, it's a really good one. Um, and uh, I'm going to post all of my pictures of all of my stormtroopers, including my stuffed animals, um, my armor, uh, my stuffed animals, um, all of my stormtroopers. Now, I've noticed uh, most people that I meet, they're into, like, Jedi or droids mm-hmm. or, like, the aliens. Um, never, ever, 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 never, ever is anyone into stormtroopers. Uh, it, like, is it hard to get people on there? Um, no, there's, there's, um, there's like, a whole, like, a whole march line, marching line of them. Like, there's a lot of them. Mar- marching line. You can- do, do they each hit their head on the door as it comes up as they walk in? Um, they don't because they're all short, Ryan. I don't know if you know this, mm-hmm. but there is a height requirement um, for stormtroopers. But yes, which also in order to get into the website, there needs to be like a something there that says like, are you under like 5'9"? And if you're above that, then sorry, you can't get in. So there's a height max. Yep. Not a height min, but a height Correct. max. Correct. Short kings only. Five. Five nine short kings only. Uh, this is going to get a lot of people on the internet to this website because most websites are into tall people, mm-hmm. and this is specifically uh, for people five nine and under. Correct. Uh, I've met more people who are into stormtroopers, which is uh, Nazi soldiers based on the X Men character Storm, mm. than I have stormtroopers, the character from Star Wars. Mm, interesting. So this is interesting to me. Uh, what's the website again? Um, it's called uh, BeMyTrooper.com. <laughs> be my be my little trooper. BeMyTrooper.com. And Caitlin, where should you go to uh, uh, figure out that website? Man, uh, I really feel like I should be going to Cybersprout because they are my partner for the digital world. Um, they know how to do all the things that I don't know how to do, which is like website optimization and that kind of stuff. That stuff goes over my head. I want them to build my website, and they'll do that for me because Cybersprout oh. is great. 
Have you ever heard of goal-driven design? Uh, you can't really do business in the modern world without a website, but how do you ensure your site stands out from the competition? It takes a ton of work to create a visually compelling website that gets results. What you need is a digital partner that won't break the bank. That is Cybersprout. That is Cybersprout.net. When we come back, Caitlin fills a blind spot. And the poll list. Welcome to the poll list, where we talk about every other show that was on this week. Caitlin, first up on the poll list is Fear the Walking Dead. On this episode of Fear the Walking Dead, the heroes fight the clock and Padre's forces. Cased Bud, I ask you this. If you were going to fight one clock, what kind of clock would it be? Wow. Um, great question. Analog, because I could actually read it. Um, if it was like anyone with hands could not read it. Also, we're talking about Papa's journey on Papa's day, like weekend. Crazy. Crazy. So analog is the one with the hands. Digital is the one with the numbers. God damn it, Ryan. <laughs> You've got me. I didn't know the difference. <laughs> Fear the Walking Dead's on Sundays on AMC. That's the end of the poll list. When we come back, Caitlin fills a blind spot. The year was 2013. The MCU and the Snyderverse were in full effect, giving us Iron Man 3, Man of Steel, and Thor The Dark World. The second, fifth, and twelfth biggest movies of the year, respectively. Way down at number 22, between Grown Ups 2 and Anchorman 2, is James Mangold's The Wolverine. Trying to ride the hot streak of the series' soft reboot and delete the memories of X-Men Origins Wolverine, The Wolverine attempts to give us, at least by today's standards, a quieter superhero story. The movie takes Wolverine to Japan to say goodbye to a soldier he saved from the nuclear bomb during World War II. Once there, he gets caught in a game of cats and mouse with a web of lies and intrigue. Case, but I ask you this. Or uh, let, let me name you this. Here we go. You ready? The Karate mm -hmm. Kid 2, Rush Hour 2, Cars 2, Wolverine 2, Three Ninjas Kickback, The Bad News Bears Go to Japan, The Fast and the Furious Tokyo Drift, John Wick Chapter 4, and The Matrix 4. What do all these have in common? Uh, Tokyo? No. You got to go to Japan. At Japan. Some, at some point in your series, you have to go to Japan. Wolverine. Got to go. X-Men uh, Origins Wolverine did not. So now we're going to Japan. Does this feel like a stripped down superhero movie? And was that a nice change of pace that, other than like Thanos attacking the world? The world is destroyed. Blah, blah, blah. I was trying to put my finger on it. Like why I like this one like as much as I did. And I think it was exactly that. It was one story of a character that I already knew and just kind of how he went, just going about like his life and deciding to be a hero again. I, I loved it. I love this movie. Did you really? I really was surprised by it. Um, I came in expecting nothing um, because I've, I've honestly, the only other X-Men movie I've seen is Logan. So that's, that's what I have go to go off of. I think you might have seen the two best ones. It's all downhill that's from here. That's what I've been told. <laughs> but hey, I'm excited. I'll keep watching them. But because this one, it just, it was really fun. And for the first time in a long time, because it's been, a, you know, it's been almost a decade since I've seen this movie. I wanted to know what happened at the end. I like didn't mm -hmm. know. And Ooh. something struck me with this movie where it's this one guy who's going around trying to fake, like talk to people to figure out what's going on. Do you know what kind of movie that is? What is it? It's a detective story. What? This is a detect <laughs> like the fact that he's a mutant barely comes into play, 
In fact, mm-hmm. there's like his powers are lessened throughout the movie. You know, mm-hmm. so like this is really just a guy who's like, I'm not Wolverine anymore, and then he loses mm-hmm. his powers, and then at the end he's like, "Fuck yeah, I'm Wolverine," and then I'm the Wolverine, <laughs> and then he does some damage. He does. He fucking claws someone in the throat so hard, and I'm like, "Yeah!" I think this is the first movie where uh, Wolverine actually kills some motherfuckers. Really? Because usually it's like I'm gonna pin your shirt to the wall, and then I'm gonna pin the other part of your shirt to the wall. Oh, so he's a softie before this. No, he's like down for murder, and I was down to watch him murder, which I felt kind of conflictive feeling like that and pumping my fist in the air so much. But like, it was great to see him like that. And also, we have just been watching a lot of like Extaz, and to see like the similarities of that Logan and this Logan, I thought was really fun. How he's just a, like a grumpy old man um, who just wants, you know, Jean Grey. That's all he wants. Seriously, the Jean Grey obsession, my goodness, like that has to go away at some point. And like very clearly in the beginning, they're like, she's dead, bro. And mm-hmm. still he's like, wait, let me just go to sleep so I can mm-hmm. dream of Jean Grey. Mm-hmm. He just wakes up with the freaking photo in his hands. <laughs> Which is just- I um, I was watching this and panelist Cassie came in uh, or host Cassie came in and she saw him talking about Jean Grey, and she's like, "Really?" Because she hadn't seen this either. Can you great. be more of a cliche, my bro? Mm-hmm. Can you be more of a cliche? Um, great. But yeah, like that's that's where I wanted to start because this is sort of like in the place of where we used to do Extaz is mm-hmm. other similarities and differences. Is Wolverine a good character? We trashed him so much when we did the cartoon series. Is Hugh mm-hmm. Jackman better at it than the cartoon? I don't know what it is because. I was trying to figure out too because he's just grumbly old man, but also he cares so much about the people around him, but he doesn't want to show it. And I think you see that in both X Taz and the Wolverine. But you just get Hugh Jackman's able to bring it to life a lot more than you know the fifteen different storylines you're trying to put in <laughs> in one X Taz episode. I think there's a thing too um, that the cartoon Wolverine does not have that Hugh Jackman does, much like. Um John Hamm and Bruce Willis of like having knowing timing, you know, mm-hmm. like um, how did you know there was a pool down there? I didn't know there was a pool down there. You know, like I did it. <laughs> that's such a corny line. But Hugh Jackman has what it takes to make that work. You know, <laughs> it was so great. Ooh, that part killed me, Ryan. That part killed me. All right, Caitlin, we have to get down to that. We're going to talk shit on this movie. I have some things mm-hmm. to say that are bad. But let's talk about what's good. Uh, when we get to Japan and you see that bullet train flying, did you did you understand what was about to happen? We first get there and it's just heading down the track. Did mm-hmm. you know what we were about to get? I didn't, but I felt like a naive little baby not knowing what was going to happen. Like, because once it did, I was like, obviously, we're on a bullet train in Japan. We're going to go to the top. So like me not knowing that Jin was the fourth girl. That's how you mm-hmm. felt. Um, and then we get to the top. And this is, it's shorter than you would think. It's shorter than most like modern day action set pieces. But it is absolutely incredible. The way that he digs his little claws into the top <laughs> of the bullet train and has to X jump out in order to jump over poles or get really low so he doesn't get hit by anything and then fakes out the other guys so that they get hit. It's beautiful. I love it. I just, I watched the Caitlin edit of this. So uh, Caitlin dubbed every time that he jumps up, he goes, Wee! and <laughs> that really changes the scene. Shing, shing. 
It's great. Um, so, yeah, so they have to, they have no choice, of course, but to get on top of this bullet train that is going, as far as I know, 7,000 miles per hour. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's really hard. And they're humans, and he is Wolverine. At which point mm-hmm. I would be like, tell my family I love them, and then roll the fuck off that train and just die. Absolutely. There's no way you're getting me up top. If anything, I'm trying to like shoot him from below. Um, I'm staying in the safety of that car. I'm not going up top because, yeah, he he's made of titanium, adamantium, and I am fragile little bones. <laughs> and this is clear. It clearly is like it feels like a, a level of a video game. But there's something else going on here that makes it, I think, one of like the top five set pieces of superhero movies, like this generation of superhero movies, including Caitlin. And this is my favorite part. Oh my god! Of this entire movie, of uh, they are watching each other to know when a sign is coming, and mm-hmm. and Wolverine fakes that a sign is coming. So yes, a, so a guy jumps up and then gets taken out by a sign. God, it's beautiful because the whole time I was like, "Is this going to keep going on?" He's got like three other dudes that are going to crawl up, and then he takes them out that way. I was like, "Yeah, get him!" Because he doesn't just use his muscles and his claws; he uses his brain, <laughs> his Wolver brain. Um. So as we go on, the first hour and a half, we realize that uh, they went to Japan because this guy that he saved in World War II, he's dying. He's going to leave his company, this very big company, to his granddaughter and not his son. And there's a bunch of intrigue. Was that confusing or was that interesting? I thought it was confusing. um, And a lot of it was unnecessary. A lot, my biggest complaint with it is that there's just the storyline for why they're there. It really doesn't hit. And everything with the granddaughter, like I like her as an actress. Like I think she does well, but also she is such a side character and like they don't let her grow enough where it's just like, why, why is this happening? Everything with the granddaughter, um, who he does eventually have sex with, which is true true to comic books, Mariko. 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 She is the most damsel in distress of any. Yes. Ma- she is in until the very end. She's incapable of anything. All she does is like barely run and then barely faint. It's yeah. Yukio who brings the entire movie together. This like mm-hmm. dyed red hair uh, foster daughter, right? Mm-hmm. Foster sister of Mariko that like is really the pumping heart of the movie. Mm hmm. And it really, I was hoping for me, Mariko to have like more of a story. And I think that's kind of bummed me out. And the fact that she did sleep with Logan, like I was like, that's your, that is your reason why we're here is because Logan needed to sleep with someone and you're here. And I was like, that's, that made me feel gross. And I was like, ah, ah, 2013, why? <laughs> Whereas Yukio is the mo- mo- way more interesting character and wouldn't mm-hmm. sleep with Logan. Like, no, you're a fucking dirty, dirty boy. No. Mm-hmm. You're a dirty boy that's going to die by pulling your own heart out. Because there's a metal spider on your heart, which is an honorable way to die. Uh, And then we get to the third act, Caitlin. And this is when I was like, fuck, I was really enjoying this movie. But the grandfather, who was clearly dead and we had a funeral for, is actually in silver samurai armor. But that's 30 Mm -hmm. feet tall. Mm -hmm. And now he's going to attack everyone. And then also, we didn't talk about Viper, one of Mm -hmm. the worst villains that I've seen in one of these movies they did not try for these villains at all like the viper we didn't get any story of why i don't like i truly don't understand why she does what she does 
what she does other than poison people like there's there's no reasoning for it and it's not that cool either she just spits on people so why the coolest the almost coolest part was when um she was going to cut through her skin and i thought a snake was gonna pop out but she cuts through her skin like a snake would and then just a new version of her pops out so it's the thinnest of skin that no I thought she was going to be a full-ass fucking lizard, Ryan. I was so disappointed when I didn't get lizard person. I was I was like, oh, yeah, we're going to do it. Lizard people are coming to X-Men. Here we Hell go. yeah. Bring them on. And then she just takes off her fucking wig, Ryan. You know how disappointed I was to just find out that she has, like, alopecia? Like, this excuse is, me. This, this is, is not a villain. This is why we get kicked out of strip clubs, Caitlin. It's cool. we're, we're at the, the stage going like, hell yeah, lizard person. Let me hear it. I want to see it. <laughs> Uh, no, yeah, like the, uh, I feel like this is why Logan is so much better than the Wolverine, and the Wolverine is so much better than Wolverine Origins. Is that uh, Logan finally figured out that you don't have to do all of the villainous stuff at the end, you know, like all of the no, but I'm Viper, hiss, hiss, mm-hmm. hissy, hissy sticks. Just you don't have to do that. It was bad. And then Grandpa coming back in his silver anima- or his adamantium samurai suit. He just looked like a big old mech. Kind of cool looking. But at the same time, I was like, why? Why, Grandpa? Yeah. Why is he here? It's like we want to we do like a deep, dark drama about, you know, what it's like to um, save someone from the war. And like, you, you got to think about the fact that this original soldier that he saved did not perform the... Seppuku, the Seppuku, yeah, the thing like, and and he got saved, and he has to deal with that for the rest of his life, and Wolverine has to deal with saving. Like that's all interesting stuff, and then but like no, at yeah. the end, Viper and Silver Samurai, yeah, yeah, like it killed the whole story completely at the very end, because like yeah, he it was a cool story from the like. Wolverine saved this guy and then he went on to do these incredible things, which is awesome. Great for him. That's what we want to hear when you save someone. But then he ends up wanting to kill Wolverine to take his super strength. Nah, that killed it. I want to elect the Wolverine into this weird pantheon of movies that includes Black Panther and Wonder Woman, which is if you forget about the last 20 minutes, they're really, really good. Mm hmm. The Wolverine should be up there. Like the Wolverine, I think that you should be you should take notes if you're making superhero movies now about like how to do like a self-contained interesting story. It's just don't you don't have to do the fucking bullshit at the end. Don't have to do the bullshit at the end and don't have to have the damsel in distress. She can be, you know, not 2D. Oh, Wolverine, I'm so glad you're here. Mhm. It's yeah. It's I mean she she there was there's nobody as paper thin as that character in this entire movie. Mm-hmm. Her husband, her red underwear husband has ah. more dimension than she does. Mm-hmm. All right, Caitlin. So the Wolverine, does this make you want to watch more X-Men movies or make you less want to make, watch less, make, watch movies? Um, Great question, Ryan. Mm-hmm. Thank you so much for putting that so eloquently. Sure. Um, I definitely, I do want to see more X-Men movies. Um, like I, I mean, you did say that I've watched the two best, but I'm so curious. I want to see the rest of them. There's a lot I've heard. If if, if these aren't the two best, then I would say X two, and then First Class. Those would be the other two. But just First start Class from is a newer one, right? First Class is the, the. I mean, now at this point, it's 15 years old, but, uh, oh, but. newer. Um, <laughs> 
But yeah, let's do Caitlin's Blind Spots again. I'm down to watch these movies. Let's do it. All right. Uh, what a wonderful show. So and great. I'm, I'm going to say that it is despite Cassie's absence and because of Mike's absence. Is that all because of Mike's absence? Yeah, that's totally correct. Uh, Caitlin, can you tell us about a website we can go to? The website. Um, my favorite website that you can go to is uh, popfilter.co. Uh, and that's where I go. And I live on there because I just sit and wait for new blogs and articles and stuff to go on there. Um, so I can learn about all of my favorite shows on your pop filter. Patreon.com slash your pop filter. That's the one where you join the tiers. Uh, cry the tears because you're so happy about mm-hmm. what yeah, the changes in your life. Amazon.com slash your pot filter. That's how you give us more money than you give Bezos, and we will eventually bring that motherfucker down. Caitlin, yeah. do you know social media? I do indeed. You should go on Instagram and Instagram only, right? Yeah. At, fuck Twitter. Fuck Twitter. Go to your pot filter on Instagram, and guess what? You can see you can see some moving things and also some pictures, which is crazy. Coming soon to Blue Ski. Woo! Uh, Caitlin, any other podcasts you want to mention real quick while we're here? One other podcast that I want to mention is Movie of the Year, where you guys talk about the best movie of the year. And this time, you have just finished 2002, or you haven't finished yet? We have not. We're about to. I know who won, but the audience doesn't know yet. Woo! I'm not going to say if I know or not, because I can't remember. Yeah, you have no (laughs) idea if I've told you or not. Exactly. I have no memory of that because it is wiped when I leave the Pop Filter Studios. Next week, get pumped up because Secret Invasion begins. Woo! Plus the premieres of the new Stan Lee documentary on Disney Plus and the premiere of The Walking Dead colon Dead City colon Dead colon. That's a lot of colons. For Caitlin, I am Ryan. Thank you so much for listening. Talk to you next week. <laughs>